Okay, great. Okay, great. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ready when you are, my love. Let's do it. Let's do this. Oh, yes. Here we are coming at you with another episode of the A to Z of Everything. It's me, Andy Bush, in the house with Louise Maloney. Louise, if we were in a band, what, what kind of instruments would we be playing if we were like coming at you? What kind of thing would it be? I see you on bass. Right. Thank you. And I see me on drums. You're like a drummer singer. That, that'd be quite cool. You very rarely see that in music, do you? I know. So I think, you know, the band Royal Blood? Yes. I'm pretty sure they're just a bassist. Just. I'm pretty sure they're just a bassist and a drummer. They are. And are they? Yeah, I'm right in saying yeah. that. That's good. And they create an unbelievable sound for a bassist and a drummer, I have to say. Do you know what they do? The what? bass player sends the signal from the bass through a guitar amp and a bass amp. And then the, and it plays it out at the same time. And he's got a pedal that moves between the two. So he'll have like no. a, a guitar line from his bass, but also the bass line from the bass at the same time. So he splits it through two amps. It's an amazing thing. That's that's genius. I've never even heard of that happening before. I like it. It's kind of a fight back for bass, like in terms of taking over other instruments. Because I remember I used to play bass back in the day in bands and all that kind of thing. I oh my God, I didn't know that. And I said you were on bass. Yeah, I, I played bass for like 15 years in bands. And I remember that we we had a little bit of a lesson from some old like old farts, local musician old farts. And he said oh. to me, West Country guy said to me, the bass drum could play notes. There'd be no need for a bloody bass players. Talking about um, bass <laughs> drum on the on the uh, drum. So it was like a little bit un- underwhelming uh, start as in my bass career, but. But, you know, bass carried on despite his terrible advice. I think if you're a lady who's into um, hooking up with band members... Right. It's a hypothetical situation. No, hypothetical, no, genuinely hypothetical. I think, you know, lead singer, too much trouble for what they're worth. Yep. So just skip them. Yeah. And either, you know, I think bass player is probably the the underdog and therefore will try harder in bed, in the relationship, just in general. So I think <laughs> just go straight with the bass player. Oh, God. It only took, what do we do? This is three minutes, four minutes in. But but you do know what I mean. Though. I know what you mean. They have something to prove. They really have something to prove. Well, there's no deficiency there. They're not trying to make up for something. I know they've got like two less strings than the uh, guitar, but that's by the by. They're not lead, though. Do you know what I mean? They're just oh, not. it's like that, is it? Um, don't okay, even get started look- on drummers. Drummers are... Mental, aren't they? Absolutely mental. And they probably... Goalkeepers. Yeah, they just... It's too much. So say if we had Guns N' Roses for a second, right? Axl right. Rose, pain in the absolute hole. Absolute yeah. pain in the hole. Lee guitarist is Slash. obviously Slash. And yeah, I think that could be good as well, but probably very much of an ego. Uh, am I right in saying Duff McKagan is the bass player of Guns N' Roses? I think I think I am. so. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, yeah. yeah. So I think... He's the coolest dude in that band. They're always the coolest, though. Like, they, uh, you know, Alex James from Blur, coolest in the band. You know what I mean? It, it's always the same. They're, they're just they're just cool, cool dudes. Uh, the, the, the guy from Coldplay's got the best job in the world. Yeah. He's very cool. No one knows what he looks like. He can walk down the street, but he's worth millions. I know. It's insane. And Alex James is so cool that he just gave up rock music and went straight into cheese. Straight into cheese. I mean, I, you know what? When I was When I was playing bass back in the day... I was obsessed with Alex, Alex James because I, th- I still think he's one of the greatest bass players of all time. It's not even a joke. He's a brilliant bass player. Probably doesn't get credit for being as good as he is. But he, I mean, I went, I've seen Blur like, more times than any other band in my life. Uh, and I would always line up down the side of the stage. You know, if you're looking out uh, to the crowd, left side is what, where Alex always stands. Um, but he'd smoke fags and play at the same time, which I always tried to do when I was playing. And it's incredibly, I don't know how he does it. it you just get watery eyes and have to spit the cigarette out. 
Yeah, because the smoke is going, because he's playing, so it's just the fag hanging out the side of the mouth, isn't it? Yeah, he's got Siggy hanging out the side, and it's just going, for me, it's to go up into my eyes. I know exactly what you're saying, and, and I've seen him do this. I actually saw a picture of him recently, because obviously they're back together and they're touring again and stuff. Yeah. Um, have you seen the, the new? Have you seen them in the last year or so since they got back together, Bush? I interviewed them when they reformed, um, yeah. and that, I never got to go and see them play. But I saw yeah. them. They did a gig for Radio Two for you they guys, uh, and they were they were absolutely brilliant. It's one of yeah. the best things I've seen. He is very cool, and and you know, even no matter how old he gets, he's still just he doesn't lose it. He can't lose it. He's still got it, but uh, he can smoke a cigarette handless. If you've got a great uh, skill or something you can do without your hands, get in touch with the podcast. Uh, One thing we just need to pick up on about last week's episode, and thank you to everyone who's got in touch about stuff, is I think I, um, I don't know how we got onto reptiles uh, last last week, but (laughs) we hazarded a guess that our producer, Dane, at some point in his life must have had lizards. And uh, it turns out we were right. Isn't Isn't that the case? He, he has loads of pets. I don't have the... Do you have the email there, Bush? So Dane says in our little group, our WhatsApp chat, I can't believe I'm so predictable that you both just knew I had a lizard at some point. Actually, I had... <laughs> like Dr. Doolittle. He says I had two newts, a tortoise, a rat, nine dogs, a worm farm, and a load of genuinely deadly exotic fish. I mean, I'd like to say I'm surprised. Wow. But I'm just not. We've got to get him back on again very soon to just talk yeah. us through that unholy alliance of weird animals. Like every single, like, nine rats. What's a newt? What the hell is a newt? When I was a kid, the mm. the uh, pond in the local um, park, like like woodland, had yeah. newts. Uh, and we used to play with them. We used to cap- capture them and put them in jam jars. It was like Huckleberry Finn. Uh, and um, they're like little mini lizards with crazy markings on them. It looks like a little gecko. Oh, cute, okay. Uh, but they were they were doing loads of building of like uh, like housing estates nearby, and they couldn't build on that patch of land because newts are an endangered species. So I'm um, a fair play to the Dane for being involved in a bit of a newt thing revival. <laughs> newt revival so sounds like a funk band. He's got he's got two newts, so maybe he was helping you know populate the new population. If that makes uh, yeah. sense. Well, so like you, you were saying that uh, Dane might be a newt breeder. <laughs> Do you know Waiting what, for them to get, get off with each other. <laughs> Nothing would surprise me. <laughs> Nothing would, be, would surprise us. So uh, we will definitely try and get Dane on very soon to uh, give us an insight into this uh, animal caravan that he was running from his house in Blackpool. All right, well, let's get on with it. Without any further ado, in the A to Z of everything, it's time to deal with things beginning with F. Bush, I got to tell you that we thought, because we're like goldfish and we have no memories, we couldn't remember if we'd drawn F from the bag before. Yeah. But as soon as I went to like sit down and do anything for it, I was like, we have 100% done have F we? before. Yes, and we've done it like fairly recently. So I love the way you haven't even cottoned on to that yet. This is brilliant. Well, with well, that in mind then, Bush, I'm going to let you kick off because you obviously have a great I've, list. Cheers. I've got literally no <laughs> recollection of doing this at all. Uh, but but that's good. I, like I say, this is this is, this is is random each week and then every time we go back to it, we're just going to be finishing off a bit more of the sculpture of that particular letter. That's that's the way we're looking at it. Uh, so I'm going to start off with um, one of my favourite biscuits of all time. F is for figgy biscuits. Big rolls. <laughs> no, Bush. Have I done this last time? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Because remember we did it because wasps are in there and then oh, Dane yeah. did a whole thing Christ. about the wasps. <laughs> My God. Right, sorry. Okay, F is for fuzzy felt. Do you remember Fuzzy Felt from when you were a kid? My God, so Bush, this was one of my favourite games. Is this where you had like the little mat? Yes. 
and then you would have those little cotton, well, they're not cotton, but like, well, I suppose fuzzy people yeah. that you there would you stick on the mat and it's create different scenes. Is that what yeah, that it was? was? Like a, is it a diorama? Is that what you call it? Or is that what you have if you've had a curry and a load of pints? Yeah, I was going to say. Um, but yeah, you, you'd make like, it'd be like a jungle one and you, and you stick different layers of, of felt down and make a scene. But I haven't thought about this in like, 30 years or They're something. They're amazing. They were great. I used to love fuzzy felt. I would, I would definitely buy them for our kids now, but I just don't, I don't ever see them in yeah. like toy shops or anything like that. I mean, I know they'd destroy no. them. 100% would destroy fuzzy felt within seconds, but maybe that's just a rite of passage of being a kid. I mean, I, I destroyed my dad's Subutio set that he'd save for us uh, for when we were little. We just snapped the goalies in half and everything was terrible. But um, <laughs> I just think it's nice, you know, there's so many modern scenes you could make now. Do you know what I mean with with fuzzy felt? You can. It feels also like for our age, Bush, it would be quite meditative. Yes. Whereas for kids, okay, I get it. Like, um, they, it would probably be quite chaotic because that's how they are. But as an adult, you know, because like when lockdown came, I started doing the painting by numbers thing. Yeah. And um, I hadn't painted or coloured in, I don't know, 25 years or something. And I got really into it. And like putting on a bit of music or putting on a podcast... And doing a bit of colouring by numbers, which sounds so childish, but like if you get the adult version, it's actually really hard. Adult version. Where you're like, yeah, the adult version. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it like racy I mean? photos for, and stuff? For grown <laughs> But, it, you know, it actually ends up being quite hard. A bit like how I get frustrated doing jigsaws now because I'm just shit at them and I'm, it makes me feel like a failure of a person. Uh-huh. But painting by numbers is actually really chill and I can imagine if I got some fuzzy felts into the gaff now and I sat down yeah. on a Friday night with a glass of wine and a bit of music I think I'd really have a lovely night ahead of me well I mean think, imagine the the kind of modern life ones that you could do so like as an example if you would have fuzzy felt a scene from what you've done today Louise one thing you've done today what what would it be don't make me ashamed I've done sweet FA today Bush like literally sweet FA I've sat on my arse I've had another lavender bath which was lovely yeah. I did a bit of cooking with my partner um, and did a bit of cleaning. So I'm going to have to press you on an answer for this. You have to make a fuzzy felt scene of something you've done today. What is it? And we're going to put this to the, the, the listeners as well. Uh, if fuzzy felt something that you've done today, what is it? She's going to have to be a bit of cooking, Bush. Sorry to be so boring, but that's it. So, What's uh, yours? What are you doing? A fuzzy felt roast dinner. Is that, is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, good, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, me, fuzzy felt allotment. I wasn't asking that just so we can talk about my allotment, but I was just saying, I just throwing it in Look there. At this. We've got Look an allotment. I'm a this. nauseating middle class family with an allotment. That's what that is. I saw you planting onions today. Yes. Tell me more. Just a bit of digging, bit of planting, a lot of mm-hmm. advice from people who are on the adjacent lots, which I think is probably going to slightly grind our gears over time, but that's just say, how, yeah. how it is. But um, yeah. uh, wait till those bad boys get going, though. Bit, a bit of onion action, do some chilies. Really want to top of start quite a big marijuana farm as well, if you're interested in going. We've talked about this before. But, but um, well, you'd be mad not to. You'd yeah. be mad not to. Do you have a shed on this allotment? No, we don't have a shed. So that's the, that's the main thing I want to get because we're having to walk up there with our tools and walk back with our tools. But I'd love a little... Um, there's a lot to do with a shed, though. I always think shed, just turn up, get to order a shed. But um, I've got to do, like, paving slabs. Get that Really? Set. For the ground? Yeah, you can't just put it on, it. like, oh. soil. It's just like, oh. You need to ring Rick Astley. Why? Because his dad had a shed building company. And then, as in his youth, all he would do is build people's sheds. Oh, really? So he's quite a good maker of sheds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's built loads of people's sheds. Because when I used to produce the show, people used to write in and say, Rick Astley built my shed. And I thought it was some, I don't know, euphemism or something. <laughs> and then I said it to him. He's like, no, no, I probably did build their shed. I was like, wow, this is incredible. 
Incredible intel. Oh, that would be well, what an amazing thing for our allotment um, to have Rick come down and make a shed. I mean, can you imagine your socials? They just go mental. They go absolutely through the roof. What, if, what you yeah. know? Because unfortunately, I don't. Know if, if I told you this, I'm not too sure. But in our allotment, someone was like they found a body there. Yeah, I know. This is amazing because it's such a good place to store a body. It is, isn't it? But um, yeah, I feel that that in many ways hangs over it somewhat. So. The only way... You could brighten it all up brighten with up Rick. Get Rick Astley to come down there, build a shed, sing a couple of songs, and everyone be like, hey, what what crime scene? <laughs> yeah, so Fuzzy Felt allotment for me. So in the A to Z of everything, F is most definitely for Fuzzy Felt. F is also for... Now, I know what this is going to lead into. It's going to lead into me insulting you, so I have to apologise in advance. Oh, great. Okay. So, Great. Well, I'm not going to mean to, but it's just going to happen. I'll just settle in here. Here we go. F is for, um, and Luke has written in about this as well, F is for flip-flops. Now, the reason F is for flip-flops is because obviously they're incredibly popular in the summer, incredibly yeah. popular on holiday, yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. And when it comes to spring, and to be fair, I do it in winter as well, I get a lovely pedicure. And Oh, we think we've talked about pedicures before, but anyway. Um, and you get a lovely pedicure, make sure my feet look really nice, and then get into my flip-flops and whether with jeans or shorts or dresses or whatever. However, men in flip-flops, Bush. What, do it for you? I, can, I don't think I can deal with it. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, ah, oh, there's something about men in flip-flops that... No. Really? Do you know what I like? I like a man in a slider. You know those sliders? Right. So that's just the one band over the sandal. Okay. But I know that you have a pair of sandals that you wear on holiday and we're going to have to have a chat about those sandals. So what... I've got I've got Birkenstocks for holiday, right? There you got yeah, from with them. Describe them. Describe no, because I wear Birkies as well. But describe your Birkenstock sandals. Can't call them Birkies. I'm not going to go that far because uh, it makes a bit <laughs> sick come up in my mouth. But my my Birkenstock sandals are yeah, it's like a sandal over the top with like a belt hook at the back that keeps the heel in. Yeah, see, that's um, where you're going wrong. You don't need that support around Game of Thrones. Bush. It's got Game of Thrones vibes to them. I think it's quite Jesus esque. What are your Birkenstocks like then? Well, if mine are a problem, mine are more like clogs. Okay. So I've got like the, my, the top of my foot completely covered by my Birkenstock. Okay, so what, what's wrong with what's wrong with flip flops though? So about men's, what about men's feet that you don't like? Uh, I just don't think that men. T- and then we're getting into feet again. We talked about toes yeah. last week, so we're not going to stay too long on it. I just don't think that there is enough care to men's feet to allow those men's feet to be out as much as they are during the summer in a flip-flop. Okay, I mean, one thing I would say is I don't like it. I don't like my men with um, big calves and flip-flops because it looks a bit trottery, a bit like little piggy trotters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But um, I I do, I like a Javiana, I like a flip-flop. You know, if I'm being completely honest with you, around the house, rain or shine, winter, summer, whatever, I'm always barefoot. Really? Okay, this is interesting because this is something we need to talk about then because... I can't be barefoot even if even in my own house. So I'm constantly in a slipper, always in a slipper, because I don't want to take the dirt from the flat into the bed with me at night. You're very weird about your sleeping in bed. So stuff. weird about this. You really are. Do you bring those dirty feet into bed? Yes. You're sick. Absolutely sick. Do you make love with those dirty feet? Yes. Give someone an infection, Bush. Those back, that oh. bacteria could crawl right up your leg. Least of their problems. <laughs> what an awful. Wow, so you're a barefoot person. I didn't know that. There must I be mean, loads of people very... listening to this that do that. It's liberating. You don't have to worry like, oh, having horrible... I got bought some slippers two years mm. ago 
And, they, you know, there's no back on them. So it's just the front bit of your yeah. foot. You know them ones? And just yeah, constantly yeah. tripping over all the time or they fly off when you're walking along like uh, like an Exocet missile. A complete waste of time. Get leathery feet by wearing them bare the entire year round like a like a Native American trekker. What kind of um, floor do you have or where are you going to have in your kitchen? Tiles? We've got, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, even though it's it's, like, it's not, not actual herringbone, but herringbone mm. look wood. Okay. That's not too bad because we have tiles. So A, they're cold and yeah. B, there's loads of dirt on them because it just shows up all the dirt. Whereas in the wood, the wood would absorb some of the stuff, you know? You know I, I, I take your point about dirty feet though. I, what I would like to have, and I won't, I can't own this because it will make me look like a geriatric, but I do like the idea of like a foot spa. You know, like one of those foot bath, they could call it the Mary Magdalene range. Cause didn't she wipe Jesus' feet? Um, and you just sit there and it bubbles away whilst you're watching Blockbusters or something or The Crown. You know what I mean? Like, I've never seen a young person use a foot spa, have you? I no, bet this is from the. Um, I know, but I bet this is from the retirement home you lived in. Is that where you, you remember that from? They used to have foot spas and stuff all the time because uh, yeah. I don't want to go into it. It's going to make me ick again like the, like last week, but you know, they're kind of curly, big, clucky. No, okay. Yeah. Or claw, not whore, that's a terrible word. Claw <laughs> nails of older people. Uh, let's leave just that there. So, just a very, yeah. very quick question before we move on. Uh, your other half, Tom, who you love with all your heart, if Tom wore mm. flip-flops, what would happen? I think I'd probably just fuck them off the balcony, to be honest. <laughs> I know Tom listens, so it's, it's kind of a red flag for him as well. Uh, F is for flip-flops. Uh, another F, uh, kind of an animal I'm slightly obsessed with. And again, forgive me, I don't know if we talked about this before, but F is for flamingos. Have you ever talked about fl- flamingos before? I don't think we have. And interestingly enough, I just watched a nature program about them and I found out, which I'm sure you know, is that they get their pink colour from the food that they eat. Yes. Is that a prawn or a shrimp or something? So I can't remember that bit, which is disappointing because that's quite yeah, a good fact, that's you know. That's the but, kind of whole point about it, yeah. But well, uh, there's a there's a place called, uh, I think it's Stow on the Wold in the Cotswolds, which is beautiful, like uh, Borton on the Water and all that thing. I don't know if our dear listeners are familiar with it. And there's a place nearby called Birdland mm. uh, where, you know, like the way Brits, us, us Brits do theme parks really badly, like just shit, shabby and shit. There's now worse than a, a regional theme park. No offence, mm-hmm. but that's just how it is. And, and Birdland is fine and it's got loads of birds in it and stuff like that. It's an interesting concept because I would say when you go around the average zoo, the bit I can't be fucked with at the end is the aviary, the bird section, because bird, really? birds are boring, aren't they? They're everywhere. Mm. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not paying 25 quid to go and look at some birds. Um, so I normally like sack that bit of a, um, a zoo trip off, but they've made a whole thing of it, Birdland. But they've got a very scrawny collection of um, flamingos. Now I'm used to the opening sequence of Miami Vice. You remember the, the start bit where the, the camera's speeding over the water off the coast of uh, Florida mm. and looks looks up to Miami and next thing you know, you've got these beautiful flamingos everywhere. But British flamingos are just like, um, I don't know, they just look like they're a bit destitute. So... Birdland is, are they enclosed in this space? No, they're out, no, they're, they're in like their natural out. habitat. Okay. And so I just didn't know there was such a thing as British flamingos. Well, were I they know, like, I don't know. Maybe they, they brought in? Well, maybe. Maybe they just got used to the, the problem is being, imagine in Florida, you've just got loads of time to like work on your feathers and that. But if, you, if you're if you in like uh, Wiltshire or whatever, it's just freezing most of the time. And, you know, in Birdland, there's this thing. And if you, I don't know if you listening to this, you've been there, you might re- remember it as well. I don't know if it's still there, but they've got this crane bird that hangs out at the front of the entrance. You go past it on the way in and it is a fucking state. Like an old fella. It's got a big old dirty beak. Back of his hair is <laughs> hanging off. Um, looks like Max Wall 
or Max Hall or whatever, is the comedian with the kind of <laughs> mop of black hair around the back. And it's just, a, I don't know, I just feel like we can do better animal-wise in the United Kingdom. Bush, what else is going on in Birdland? Like, is it is it every type of bird? Have they just taken a selection? Are they, like, scaldy old birds that, like, really should be put down? Like, what's happening here? It's gnarly old, a lot of them gnarly old gnarly, birds. Gnarly, yeah, And yeah, then yeah, there's yeah, some, yeah. like, cute younger ones than that, but just so unsettled by how scrawny and weird-looking the the uh, the flamingos are. And then the crane you know the crane, do get in touch with the podcast because I always tell everyone about it and very few people have got any recollection of it, but it's an absolute state. Do you know what, if I remember, I'm going to write it on my little pad here. If I remember, I'm going to draw a picture of the crane from Birdland and I'll post it. We'll put it on our Instagram. Louise, yeah. hit him up with the Instagram and I'm going to draw a picture of it. A to Z of everything podcast on Instagram. And also, Bush, like, what's the crack with the, flamingo, the flamingos on their, um, you know, they dance together. They do this cool, like, movement where they move in sync with each other which looks amazing oh, yeah. and what's the crack with the one leg one leg stand yeah I don't know like what they just is that what they do they just I think they give like one leg goes they get pins and needles in one leg just <laughs> go on the other one for a bit uh, I think we need to learn more about flamingos to be perfectly honest with you maybe you're listening to this and thinking Bush is absolutely bang out of order on his view of of birds in the UK and if you want to set me straight Get in touch on, on, on the Instagram, A to Z of Everything Podcast, and just argue back. Uh, but if you have set seen that straight. crane, set me straight. And if you've seen that crane that balls at the back of his head, which just looks like um, Michael Jackson, then do do get in touch as well. There you go. Uh, F is for flamingos. F is also for um, fudge. This is kind of leading, leading me to my next question, which is how is your recent obsession with Whisper Gold going? Are you still on it? Are you still on, you know, one box a day? What's happening? I, do you know what, it's an interesting point, this, because I think I had too much and nearly OD'd, a little bit like in yeah. uh, Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. uh, had too much of it. And then, I don't know, I've had a couple of bars since and it's just not it's not done it for me at all. I think really? you, you can't have it chilled. I had it like quite a cold one from, you know, when you get those over-the-top, well-expensive uh, train station confectionaries where they like double the price of everything. And it was freezing cold and it just didn't taste right at all. And then since then, I think I'm looking for my new favourite chocolate now. It's, it's gone off my list. I have a theory about this though. I Because I have a little bit of an obsession with Maltesers. Okay. And I and I, I really firmly believe that they have good batches and bad batches. Like sometimes I get a packet of Maltesers and I'm like, these aren't great. They're small. They're a tiny bit chewy. They don't have, they're not that malty. Right. And then I'll get a pack where they're all like absolutely stunning. Every single Malteser is amazing. And I think that might be the same with with Whisper Golds. Like, I think you might be in a good batch or a bad batch. Right, so you might have a bad batch, like, like uh, the famous movie about Woodstock, where they were telling everyone to stay away from the brown acid. It is the equivalent Ex- of Maltesers. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm saying. I used to go to school with a girl who, in the sixth mm-hmm. form, not not just in the sixth form, but um, newer in the sixth mm-hmm. form, and then when she came over to uh, our place for a few parties, she could do a party trick. And I've told you this before, where she'd blow a Malteser and it'd stay in the air. Into the air. Wow, yeah. that's really impressive. Was that kind of sexy back in the day? It was still, even now when I think about it, it's quite sexy. <laughs> You're like, I'm still not over it. <laughs> I'm not over it. She could do it with peas on a, on a uh, roast dinner. Are you serious? Yeah. Is she a stripper now? I don't know what she does now. She's quite posh. <laughs> oh, is she? Uh, so there you go. So we need to talk about fudge just for one sec. I kind of feel like I might be a little bit sickened by fudge. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What's, what's your stance? I like the idea of fudge. And I like it when people get us fudge and it happens, a fair, I don't know, it seemed to happen a bit. We had some recently actually. And then you have it and then you just feel like, oh my God, I feel like I'm just putting my hand into some Tate and Lyle 
sugar and I'm just eating pure sugar. I know. And it makes you feel almost slightly depressed immediately afterwards. So I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you that on that. I think it's uh, something a bit sick sick about it. So maybe we just step away from fudge, do we? Just yes, enough with the fudge already, guys. <laughs> Okay, so fudge is going in, but not in a good way. Not in a good way. We're sick of fudge. Thank you for that. Fudge came in from Carla. Thank you, Carla. We don't love it, but we appreciate the input. Thanks for your fudge intel, Carla. Uh, F is also for farm trips. Now, I remember being kind of quite into farms and stuff. Grew up in Devon. I think we went on a few school trips to farms when I was a kid. And I thought, oh, this is quite cool. A bit different. Uh, but I've taken our kids to a few petting zoo local farms. And it's the ultimate middle-class thing to do, isn't it? Um, go to like a cool... You don't have to go out into the middle of the countryside. We've got a local inner-city petting zoo and all that kind of thing. And putting your hands into like a goat's mouth is one of the most disgusting things I've ever experienced in my entire life with their rough, flobby tongues and weird what eyes. Do, what, point why, why, are you, why are you putting your hand in its mouth? Well, you've got to feed you. The whole point is, oh, quick, get some, get some feed so the kids can feed the like the goats and the cows and all that kind of stuff. And they just gob all over their hands. And I'm petrified of them getting, what's the uh, E. coli? Because I'm not going to lie, that story sounded like you were telling us that you had fisted a goat's mouth. Yeah, well, you feel like you have like gone, oh, do you like that, do you? Yeah, that's how it really kind of started out. I was like, wow. I don't think, because I imagine feeding a goat, you feed it like a horse where your your hand is quite flat and they just nibble whatever kibbles or whatever off yeah. your nibble off the, the kibbles. Hand. yeah but you were just like shoving your fist in a goat's mouth it just doesn't feel right bush well i mean i i felt like i had fairly open hands but um it's so <laughs> gross that you just go uh, uh, uh. I, i'm more worried for the kids though because i know they keep going on about they want to go again because we went for like one of their friends parties mm. and i just spent the entire time being petrified of it of like right wash your hands get your hand away from yeah. there it's gonna nibble your hand off don't move yeah. away you don't startle it and they yeah. had llama. The worst one is—is is is it, it llamas or yaks? The ones that gob at you? Um, yeah, they're quite big. La- yeah, they're quite big, aren't they? Well, I don't know. There was this weird thing, wasn't there, where like British farms suddenly, you know, you know, people are getting a bit bored of like donkeys and goats and stuff, and they kind of opened up a new revenue stream by getting llamas in, which mm. is fine. But they kind of just spit at you. Like, what what animal in its right mind just sit stands there and gobs at people passing by? What's what is their problem? Guarantee you someone's into that bush. Someone's into that kind of stuff. Sorry, I feel like I've had a, a, quite a big go at a varying range of animals on, on this week's podcast. I, I, I think apologize. maybe you just you just feel a bit like protective of the kids. I'd be worried about foot and mouth or something like that yeah. with the kids. I'm up, I'm up for keeping them away from anything that could cause germs, really. And I know that's not good. Yeah, well, you know, I think, you know, they're, get, they're getting enough exposure to germs at the allotment. They probably don't need a llama spitting in their faces. 100%. Why, why, why go to the ends of having... Um, a llama gob at them. But if, if it's not the llama that gobs and it's a different model or make of animal, A to Z of everything podcast on Instagram, set us straight. But F, in the meantime, is for farm trips. We, we touched a lot in the last episode of F. We touched a lot on fish and ships. Yeah. Um, and we, we gave our fish and ship order. Yours is very middle class. I'm not into it. Are you still on the fish cake buzz? What's the crack with that? Uh, we've had fish and chips this evening before the recording yeah. of this podcast. I actually had scampi. Oh my God. Now, what form did that come in? What? The scampi? Yeah, Liz. <laughs> well, there's, there's one kind of clue in the, in the like, time. What? No, what I mean was it like, I forgot, like, is, is scampi like a full piece of fish that's deep fried or is scampi little fishlet bits? Little bits, little bits of fish. Oh, yum. Yum, yum, yum. I don't know if that okay, is, see, is, that, is that an actual fish. I don't know what a scampi is. What is a scampi? See, I, see, I, right, I, I didn't know. Yeah, Do you know what point, I mean? Fair point. 
But Alison has been in touch to say that she's really into fish finger sandwiches. I don't think it's a euphemism. If it is, Alison, you're, you're banned for an episode. <laughs> for one episode. You give us one of those fish fingers again, <laughs> would you there, Matt? <laughs> my lover. But you know what? That's so true. Like my, what I was going to say, well now, now what I'm about to say sounds weird. My granny used to make me fish finger sandwiches. <laughs> Did she? So it is something that I haven't had in absolute years. I just, I they feel like fish fingers were always in the freezer when I was a kid, but I never have them in the freezer now. No, I mean, they, they are lush and uh, we better delve into the bag because we're running out of time. Get your bag out, Bush. Let's hope we don't go for a letter that we've already done. Don't read me a writing. M. Stone with M Brilliant. We haven't done M, Bush. Are you sure? No. <laughs> okay. Next week, we're going to be talking about stuff that begins with M. If you've got anything that you want on that list, uh, there's a lot of dirt kicked up by this episode that we need to clarify. Uh, a to Z of everything podcast, get involved. Um, and just set us straight, whether it's birds, fish finger sandwiches. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll remember to draw that flamingo off of Birdland. Uh, Louise, Please what are you do. doing immediately after the end of this episode? Going to have a bowl of ice cream. Right, I, I, we haven't got time to get into that. That's just fucking weird because it's the evening. Uh, this has been a Curious Mole production uh, produced by Lizard Lover, Mute Addict, Dane Smith. Uh, the music's by Revolution Void. And, and like I say, you can get in touch at A to Z of Everything Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye, Bush. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 